Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello? Yo. What up? Yo. Just me and you so far? Yeah. So. You're doing the best, 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 best segment. I can't wait. Yep. Right. I'm all I'm all, I'm 0-1 to start the year. I lost that game by a fucking point. <laughs> Is uh Prentice back on? Uh I don't know. I have no idea. I think Ace I think Ace is going after Schwab tonight. For that uh, that UFC tweet from the other day, and it was, it was that Mike. Yeah. What up, Mike? Having a Yo, when when is that uh, that NIU Ohio State game? Uh, week three. Week three. Okay. You won't beat them by hundred points. Oh, man. The last time they played Ohio State was when Garrett Wolf was there. Wolf had like 200 something all purpose yards, and they beat Northern by a lot. Oh, uh, Wolf did? Yeah, he had like 200 all purpose yards. But obviously, Ohio State was just way too strong for the whole team. But that shit was like so fun to watch. That's yeah, like that. That team, that team looks like. And we'll touch on it, obviously, but I don't have a fucking clue who's going to beat them. Who's that? Ohio State. And that was, and that was the hey, did you, you guys, you guys make sure that she mute her phone, don't put on and vibrate her? What did you say? I, I just... Me, me like, uh, put your phone on silent. Where it I can't hear you. Nothing you saying, Quan. I, I can't hear you. Who's got something going on in the background? 
That's not me right now. I'm about to, I, that's me. I'm about to step out real quick. Yeah, you hear a bunch of white girls. It kind of be the uh, Quan uh, 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 finish. Yeah, that's me. I'm about, to, like, I'm about to step out real quick. Give me a second. <laughs> Girls making dinner and shit. <laughs> he is helping, so you step Shit, out. must be nice to have a girl cook dinner for you. Hell yeah, it is. Sometimes when she ain't nagging about other bullshit. <laughs> I, I know you out the house saying that. <laughs> yeah, you already know, bro. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that shit. I tell you what, though, I mean, off the ball before we get started, man, Ohio State, man, they, uh, as that starting quarterback from D-Tech don't get hurt, man, it's, that's a ball game. Yeah, they will, they, I think they would have at least covered the 14. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a bad lot. beat. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Hey, Dude, Dude, I knew the second, right? I knew the second that kid came in, the backup quarterback, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, like, this is, this is, it's that's a wrap. Yeah, this shit is over. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I I almost felt bad for the guy, but I didn't because I the cocksucker cost me money. But I was like, Jesus, this kid never had a chance. Uh, he really didn't though. Uh, anybody know where the virgin is? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Yo, know. Michigan got the asthma, so he don't want to go. Quan, the yeah. last part of the show, can we talk about Floyd Mayweather and Andre Burdett? I, I was just yeah, going to say that, that. That could be your segment or the miscellaneous part. Yeah, the miscellaneous part. Yeah, I'd like to give my two cents on that as well. Good, good thing. All right, so instead, of, instead of the miscellaneous, we'll just go into the mayweather Berto. And are okay, you gonna re, are you gonna Are you going to recap 191 at all? Or are you just gonna yeah, I'll do it at the end of the show. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Prentice, do you have anything if Schwab doesn't show up? Mm, not really. I could I could do his Michigan minute and bash the fuck out of him. <laughs> I mean, just give, 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 can you give something for, like, the NFL? Like, you know, I mean, there's got to be something, some game, some specific game. Or we, we have a talk. segment for that. Hold on, let me. Hey, uh, if Slob if Slob don't show up, put me put me in his spot because uh, my segment is gonna be high tech the college football. All right, I will. Uh, I got a bunch of people uh off Twitter like I, I just like asking them for their high takes, you know what I'm saying, just to see what people were thinking after the first week. All right, well if Slob isn't here by the time we, well I'm starting at eight because I got shit to do tonight. Um, but we'll move. Mike, you'll be the first break after Cardio and Braxton in Ohio State. Uh, and then P-Jack, either we'll cut it or if you can come up with some bullshit in the next 30 or 40 minutes, you'll get that minute. Yeah, like, so I could probably bullshit. So I can mock Kevin's Michigan minute and and pretty All much right. dish the shit out of this, this them sorry fuckers. Okay, relax. <laughs> relax, man. All right, uh, I'm starting right at 8, so give me, like, Oh, uh, shit, it's eight right now. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Uh, I'm going to go. Yes, sir. So what we'll do is we'll switch Shane and Mike. Then. So it goes Schwab's Michigan Minute, 
and then it'll be Mikey's Minute of Mayhem, and then Shane's best bet as far as the break. Got it. Goes. All right, we all here? Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the episode. Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the Good Podcast. I am your host, Laquan Young, the guy that put Jerry Lorenzen out of commission, and now he's 500 pounds. On the panel, we have Mike, Prentice, Ace, Schwab, and Shane, as usual, and we're going to get right down to the nitty-gritty. Prentice, let's recap the college football weekend. What were the surprises that you saw this week? Uh, surprises was the absolute surprise was Josh Rosen at UCLA. I mean, he played against Virginia. The the boy was fucking nuts. 351 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I think he was 28 for 35. That's, that's fucking 80% as a true freshman against a – not against a, a fucking a D1 AA school. This was against Virginia. He put on the show. I think, I think people are going to be open to UCLA now. You know, they returned a lot of starters. And the question mark was the quarterback position. Can a true freshman come in and do their thing? And he may be one of those freshmen. We're talking about Jameis Winston, a.k.a. Uh, Money Manziel, where he may come in and steal some shot and might actually be in that Heisman talk. All right, Shane, what about you? What surprised you this college football weekend? Um, I mean, nothing crazy. I, I guess if I had to pick one, it was Stanford coming to Northwestern and just laying an absolute egg. I mean, that was an embarrassment. You know, I know they had the, you know, they have the kind of built-in excuse, oh, well, you know, we're a West Coast team playing, what was it, a 9 a.m. game at Northwestern. Yeah. But uh, Shaw just, you know, once again has no clue how to coach offense. And it, it was just, this Northwestern team is not strong at all. Matter of fact, it, as weird as it is to say, this is supposed to be a down year for them, even if they've ever even had a good one. And just to come out like that and lay an egg like they did was was just it was a shock and it was a complete embarrassment. Hey, did you catch any good college football games this weekend? Uh, I was pretty much out all week and I went to a Nas and J Cole concert on Saturday, so I didn't get to catch anything. But um, so I caught the, got a good rest. I caught the Ohio Ohio Street. What do you mean, man? Nas was awesome. <laughs> But anyway, I caught the game last night. I caught Ohio State and um, Virginia Tech, and I was surprised. It looked like Virginia Tech almost had them there. Yeah, and uh, as we were saying before the podcast started, uh, you know, VTech quarterback doesn't go down there for a game. We'll get to more of that later. Schwab, tell me what happened to the Wolverines last week. Uh, Too many mistakes. Um, You can't give the ball away three times like that. The whole thing with Rudock was he was supposed to be someone who's going to come in, he's going to make good decisions, he's going to be accurate, and, uh, you know, three picks that killed you. The first one wasn't his fault. That was uh, Grant Perry running the wrong route. The second one was 100% not his fault, um, just a terrible throw. The third was kind of a combination of two. I'd call it 80-20 for Rudock. Uh, They had Perry running a circle route where it starts out as a slant, turns into an out, Against man coverage, if the routes run well, oh, usually shut up with that shit. You know, they, they they came out and they you know they got beat by a better team. I don't need X's and O's on the fucking on the wrong route that the guy has. Did you not read the rundown email? No yeah, point in needing the rundown, man. It's, 
this wasn't the Michigan minute. I don't think Shane was near the X's and O's. He I thought that was more about the Jimmys and Joes. No, I thought that was. I thought that was, was the whole a, point. Were you going to ask me to talk about it twice? No, I was just asking you what happened with Michigan. We're recapping the college football weekend uh, just to get back on track here. Uh, Mike, Jesus Christ. We, know you're a, <laughs> we know you're a big Ohio State fan. <laughs> oh, my God. We know you're a big Ohio State fan. Uh, but what other games caught your eye this weekend? Uh, other game that caught my eye was Temple and Penn State. Uh, Christian Hackenberg, I mean, this guy is a top NFL draft prospect, and I think they had like 180 yards um, total as a team, and this is the fucking Temple Owls. Um, I mean, Penn State, I think they were seven-point favorites, but Hackenberg, I mean, he was on the ground. He was on his back. What, nine, ten? Was it ten, ten sacks, times, I think? I think it was ten sacks. Yeah. I mean, who's seen that coming? So, I mean, I don't know. I thought Hackenberg was, one of the, was supposed to be one of the top guys, and he definitely didn't look like it. So, he's going to need to bounce back. He's really going to need to bounce back. So, that's that uh, that a was great point. Surprise. That's a great point. And was it that? That's like the first time uh, Temple beat Penn State ever, isn't it? Uh, I think it's ever. I was, they usually uh, give them making, good games every year. Yeah, I was making too many Bill Cosby jokes. I had said that uh, Bill Cosby had hit uh, Penn State water cooler, so I don't really know too much. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, 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 before we go to the next topic, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, nobody mentioned the Auburn and Louisville game. Did anybody catch what Bobby Petrino did at the end of the fucking game? One of the one of the worst that that timeout that he called was honestly, and I, I say this a lot. I say one of the worst I've ever seen. That was one of the worst timeouts I have ever seen <laughs> in watching any college, NFL, high school fucking playing Madden. That I, it just did not get any dumber than that, and I, you know it couldn't happen to a bigger piece of shit too. I, I just I was watching that game, and I just could not believe what what I was witnessing. Twitter went nuts when that happened. Okay, and, um, you know, that, that's like game management, clock management, all those things roll into play uh, during the course of the football season. you got to see, you know, veteran coaches like that, they know better. But what about the BYU Hail Mary? It, that was horrible defense. I mean, as a, as a defensive back, you are taught to, at the very least, you get a pass interference and they try again. Like, these guys didn't even – there was nobody near the ball. There was nobody – there was – like, this guy didn't even – the receiver didn't even fucking jump. Like, the ball fell in his lap, and he fell to the ground and got tackled. Like, no, that was I, the I, most I, absurd defensive shit I've ever seen in my life. I, want, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you, uh, Quan and, and PJ, because you both played college football. Is that something – and correct me if I'm wrong, but that is something that is practice. I know not every day, but that – you are you, – you do practice against the Hail Mary, Correct. Last last yes. play of practice. Last play of practice. We always on our two minute drill on Thursday before the game. We practice against the Hail Mary. I so, mean, oh, that's unbelievable. Like it, <laughs> just it was awful. I mean, I that's think, the thing I about mean, college football. You will, I think, college football. You will see a lot of stupid. You get you get beat by one of those on like we got beat in practice on one that was like completely fluky. It got tipped back to the back of the end zone. I never go up for Hail Mary because it's really pointless for me. So I'm just like trying to pick guys off around the pile. But I mean, that was just, I would say 
it's just the flukiest shit ever because the DBs didn't make a play on the ball, and then on the tackle, they basically pulled them in the end zone. There were, yeah. like, five other DBs behind them that were just watching the play, and only three people made a play on the ball, and I, it was just horrible all around. Yeah, Shane, you don't know the half of it. I just watched four years of stupid as a Michigan fan. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, man. It's it's frustrating, especially like me when you have a, you have bats on a lot of games. You just see things that just makes you scratch your head. Like I, I can't believe you just did it. And then you got. Hey, how much money did you lose this weekend? Uh, not much actually. I ended up going three and four, starting with Thursday, starting on Thursday. So like, juiced out a little bit. Well, I, I should have that. That's what, last that's night, last night's beat was was frustrating with the I had Virginia Tech plus fourteen, and that loss that was that was a frustrating beat. But I'm at the point where yeah. you just shrug your shoulders and move on. I'm the game and I'm watching them warm up and right before the offense went on the field, it looked like JT Barrett went up to uh, Urban and asked him who was going. Like, I believe, like, I, I, you have to keep it 100, like, you in practice and, you know, you know who getting the most, who getting the, 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 the uh, who's getting the most reps. So you kind of get an idea who's going to be the starter, but I mean, go, I mean, I really thought JT Barrett asked uh, Urban Meyer, like, who's starting? And, he saw it, and it, it was what it was. I think the players knew. I think. I think. I think they just they did a great job of hiding it. That that's what it was. I mean, I think Chris Carter even said on ESPN, "I know who's starting, but I'm not telling y'all." Like what a fucking joke. But I think people knew. <laughs> I think people knew, but Ohio State did a really great job of hiding. And Shane, you pointed this out during the game. Uh, the the Roethlisberger comparison, Cardell making plays, not being able to be taken down. I mean, do you think that Cardell starting was the best move? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And it's funny you mention that because, you know, when you saw the first – and first of all, I completely disagree with Prentice. I think there was absolutely no way that – and I agree that they did a good job of hiding it, you know, to the, to the media and to the general public. But I, there's no way Cardell Jones woke up that morning and said, hey, I wonder if I'm starting. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely the right decision. And to the Roethlisberger thing – you know, that was my initial thought, you know, last year when you saw him in the, you know, in the limited time and then the beginning of the game yesterday. But as the game went on, and, you know, I hate to be a prisoner of the moment, he is – I mean, I don't even think that's a good, good comparison anymore. He, to me now, he's more like Camp because he is faster off the field than Roethlisberger ever was. Yeah. You know what else I'm seeing a lot on my Twitter timeline is people comparing him to Jamarcus Russell. I, I don't. I, I, I don't buy that at all. I look, yeah. you know, we're going to need to, like see, to see more. Obviously, like but I see. I'm starting to see more as the game went on. I started to see a little more Cam based on his up his his downfield speed. I mean, he's he's fast for a guy his size. 
Yeah. Mike has a – go ahead. As an Ohio State fan, Mike, who did you want to see as a starting quarterback? Uh, I was cool with Cargill. Um, I mean, shit. You know, I wrote, I wrote the blog over the summer. Uh, y'all can check it out on the site uh, about who the hell was going to start. Um, I had no idea, you know, back in the summertime. But I had I had no problem with Cardell getting the start. I mean, the guy's got a cannon. He's really hard to take down. He's got, I think, pretty good vision. Um, I mean, he, he's a really good quarterback. I mean, the most we knew about Cardell before last season was him complaining about having to take classes at Ohio State. If y'all remember that dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. I, and I, uh-huh. real, I like this. I like Cardell Jones a lot, and my I started really like him when during the Bulls Cavs series when he, you know, he's a big big Cavs fan, and he just went and he just trolled the shit out of Joe Kim Noah, who's one of my most hated players, and it was just it was just funny to me. I, I like the guy. So, what you do know, you think I, about the Ohio State quarterback? Not even controversy. The Ohio State quarterback decision. I mean, it's a tough one. I uh, I hate that I have to hate Cardale Jones because I mean he is a uh, entertaining guy. You know, he certainly made his claim to uh, the starting job in the playoff last year. He had a few real great games, um, but by the same token, Barrett was awfully impressive for a lot of last year. So they couldn't have gone wrong either way, really. I think if I had to pick, they probably made the right call. And go ahead, Prentice. I mean, honestly, I I still don't know if they made the right call. Don't get me wrong. I like I like Cardell Jones. I think potential potential wise is there. Like the guy is off the charts. But if you look at what Ohio State does, and you know, their bread and butter is running the ball. And last night they were so focused on unleashing Cardell Jones. Ezekiel Elliott got six carries in the first half. Like Cardell Jones got so much credit over of Ohio State run last year. People sort of realize Ezekiel Elliott was the one who became a household name those last three games. I mean, the man ran for over 600 yards in their three biggest games. It, it wasn't on the shoulders of Cardell Jones. It was more on the shoulders of, of Ezekiel Elliott. And they just, like, like he, the boy was out there blocking his ass off, but he wouldn't get no damn carries. Here's the best player in your roster, and he ain't the one that was getting showcased last night. So I was kind of confused by that. I think Urban are more subtle down going down towards the season. You know, they'll run the ball more. But I thought with J.T. Barrett starting, you see more zone read, more you know, more uh, uh, option looks and shit like that, and, and it seemed like that Ohio State wanted to put their ball in the air more. Yeah, my I, friend, friend, I, mean, I definitely agree with that, Prentice, because uh, I'm a big Zeke Elliott fan, and I was like, come on, man, hand the ball off. You know, and like you said, he was blocking his ass off. Um, he had some real impressive blocks. Uh, and, I mean, you forget, that just serves as a testament of how deep this Ohio State team is. And nobody said anything about Braxton Miller yet. I mean, how fucking good did he look last night? I mean, yeah, you don't, I, have, you don't I have mean, any patience at all. <laughs> well, you know, my initial my initial thought on the Braxton Miller thing was that you know I, I couldn't I, I kept wondering during the summer like you know why didn't this guy transfer? I believe there was reports you know PJ you might actually know the answer to this. He had some sort of an offer to play it start at Florida State. Is that correct? Florida State, LSU, I mean, SEC schools were calling. Like, but, but hey, no, but see, and, right, and, and I thought at the time, well, you know, why wouldn't he do that? But it now makes sense because he's, what he's doing is he's auditioning for the NFL. He's not going to be an NFL yeah. quarterback. That's, that's you know, true. He's trying to see if he can play wide receiver in the NFL. And, and you know, I got one game and, you know, we need to see more. But 
I mean, he's only going to get better. And that spin move was unreal. It's going to be a great decision. That's true. That's been, I mean, uh, I mean even, even, even on the touchdown he scored, that route he ran was a damn good route. Oh, for, for a guy playing receiver for his first for his first game, I was like, I was impressed by the route he ran more than, more so than the catch and the touchdown. Oh yeah, and I mean the spin moves. You know, I don't want to get caught up in the spin moves. I mean, it, it was fucking nice. It's like kitty twisted, but I mean, just the fact from going from being a Heisman candidate at quarterback to now, you know, being basically put put off the wide out, um, you know, in your in your swan song, yeah, and now you like you said auditioning for the NFL and to fucking just rock it the first night. I mean, man, he put up numbers. He put up numbers uh, playing H back wide out. I mean, I'm, I know we're going to see that Wildcat look some more where he's going to get some passing. And, uh, I mean, it's just it's just so fucking deep of a team. And it's so fucking fun to watch. This is going to be – I mean, this is going to be an epic year for them, I think, uh, you know. This is, it, this is going to be a fun team to watch. And, you know, yeah, me, and Mike had a, me and Mike had a brief, brief back and forth on Twitter last night. And I wish that we could see this Ohio State team play an SEC schedule. I mean, how fun would it be to watch uh, Ohio State and LSU in week three? You know, Ohio State and Georgia, week six. You know, right. just, I mean, right. you know they, there's nothing they can do about it, but this Big Ten schedule is going to be a joke. And it's yeah, the they're, they're, games they're, they're winning by 40. They can schedule and, someone other than tomato cans in the night conference. And do you, think, do you think with them playing the Sisters of the Poor for the next two to three months, do you think that kind of affects where they fall in the uh, rankings? No, well, no, because no. every, everybody knows how good they are. I mean, everybody if they lose, obviously. Every, yeah, well, that was, <laughs> only if they lose, that was, that's it. That, Is it I not mean, so? That was the same. That was the same argument we kind of had last year with Florida State, wasn't it? As far as their playing schedule, or was that Ohio State? Florida State. I mean, State. it was that that Florida State. State. Florida State. I, yeah. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is too good. And I hate the guy, but he is too good of a coach to let them, you know, to let this get to their heads. He knows damn well that they should beat every team on their schedule by 15-plus. But he is not going to let them, you know, he's going to treat every game like they're playing Alabama. And he is not going to let them trip up before it gets to the playoff. It's just not going to happen. Especially when they go to Michigan State. I believe no, Michigan. the Michigan State game is at, is, in, is at Ohio State, I believe. Yeah, and that one's at Ohio State, and then they go to Michigan. That's right. Which that oh, doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't really doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> that was the joke. I mean, thanks guys for the continuity of remembering last week's show. Jokes <laughs> <laughs> are funnier when you explain them. And with that, we're gonna move on to Schwab's Michigan minute. When we kind of recapped it a little bit, but uh, Schwab, take it away. We just gonna reshoot this. I had a whole thing planned. Go, yeah, just do your Michigan minute. Well, uh, the team opened the Harbaugh era with a 24-17 loss at Utah. Uh, opening on the road against a pretty good Power 5 team is tough, but they played a pretty good game. They had their chances to win, but still it's a work in progress. Um, I said in the game recap that I would have at least thought about starting Morris at quarterback this week after Rudock threw three picks against Utah. Uh, the first one was 100% Grant Perry's fault running the wrong route. The second one was on Rudock making a bad throw. The third was a combination of the two. I said 80-20, Rudock. Um, they had Perry running a circle route where he starts out like a slant, but then it turns into an out. 
Against man coverage, if the routes run well, it usually results in decent separation, especially when your slot receiver is running it. So the opposing team's nickelback safety or linebacker is uh, the one responsible for covering it. You generally like that matchup, but it all goes out the window if the route does not run well and or the defender doesn't bite on it. In this case, it was both, and Rudock, despite staring down Perry the whole time, didn't realize that and threw the ball anyway. Uh, the defender jumps the route, touchdown Utah. Um, the depth chart this week had Rudock as the clear starter, though. There wasn't any or this time, but, you know, in Harbaugh we trust. Uh, Rudock did a lot of good, too. He made some nice throws. Uh, a lot of the ones he missed were results of not being on the same page with his receivers, but considering he wasn't on campus um, up until, I think, May or June or whatever it was, um, it, it's going to take some time. It'll get better with time. A full position-by-position position recap of the game is up right now at goodifitgoes.com. Uh, and going forward, I'm going to try to get these up about Wednesday, but it's all going to kind of hinge on when game film goes up online. And that was Schwab's Michigan Minute. Um, now we'll move on to the NFL. Wait a minute, sir. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, after we do this, after now we need some outside perspective on Michigan Minute because I watched that game too. And what I heard in Michigan that it ain't exactly what I saw. Well, we'll go ahead with what uh, I, I, I don't mean to. I mean, I would I would like to if anybody else watched this game. I would like somebody else to chime in because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I saw from the Wolverines against Utah. Go I in. saw a team. I saw a team that could not block their front four, and that was the game right there. No matter who played quarterback, they couldn't they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't block Utah's front four. It was disgusting. It was all night. Michigan running back looked good, and he had no chance against some big boys up front. Michigan does, not, Michigan does not have a playmaker on the outside. Rudock stared not guys down all game, but, I, I mean, Devereaux had, what, 80 yards, but I think four catches. The Darmo was over like, 100. Darmo yeah, was over 100. He had a nice game. Were, how, many, how many of them were, were rocket streams? The guy didn't beat anybody downfield and make a play. A lot of his yards came on rocket streams. They, they, it was, Michigan offense just didn't look good. There's no no and it's a good Let me get a quick second in here. I, I, had, I had Utah minus five in that game. And, you know, I, I can't bury Michigan for this. I mean, that's a tough place to play. Oh, yeah. For, your, for, for your opening game. I mean, and as far as Rudock, I, I don't know how you can say, and I, I don't really think the kid's very good, but I don't know how you can say, okay, we're going to bench you after one game for that performance. When you're playing on the road in an environment like that with a team whose home field advantage is very strong, that, I just I, – I don't buy that. I, I mean, it no, doesn't it, really make any sense. Well, for a lot of the summer, the talk was that uh, Morris had been looking very good too. So I'm but looking are you, at are you, are, But how are you – where are you getting that information from? Are you getting that from Michigan blog writers? Yeah, are you getting that from Go Blue – Blog? You're one of your you're getting, <laughs> you're getting you're getting biased information. I'm getting it from Jerry Donardo saying he expected both guys to play against Utah. Um, I don't know. Morris has been on campus longer. If it truly was neck and neck, I'm thinking okay, maybe think about the other guy. The fact that Rudock is still listed as the clear starter this week. Okay, maybe Morris isn't the answer just yet. Um, as far as their playmakers on the outside, uh, Jehu Chesson got open on a couple deep routes, but there was a timing issue there with him and Rudock. And I, like I said, it's going to get better over time. 
the past they should, kick, they should kick the shit out of Oregon State this weekend. That team is terrible. Michigan is yeah, a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> they're, they're, they're up to 15-and-a-half now. They opened at 14. Uh, Oregon State starting a true freshman quarterback. And a bit of an interesting note, well, to me anyway. Uh, Make it quick. Jim Harbaugh's season opener for his last season as a player at home, Oregon State. That's fucking. That's insane. a that's a great nugget that not one person besides you cares about. I, right, I was going to say. <laughs> no, and, uh, obligatory. I have to mention the offensive line since Prentice brought it up. Pass protection was fine. Run protection or run blocking, not good was at atrocious. all. A, a lot of atrocious. it had to do. I think that's a that's a very good Utah front four. That's better than I thought they were going to be. Davion Smith, I thought was okay. He missed a couple of holes, but uh, he he looked a lot better. Ty Isaac looked like he could be a solid contributor, and they really missed Drake Johnson. I think he uh, he brings a lot to that offense. He's a bit more dynamic runner, got more speed. Okay, can we stop talking about Michigan and get on to the NFL? I agree. Yeah, we're on to on to the Damn. NFL. Damn. Oh, yeah, that Michigan minute ran a little bit long. On to the NFL. It is finally week one. There will be football every Sunday from now until Valentine's Day of 2016. Uh, with the preseason wrap-up, uh, we had, you know, some games where we were talking about shortening the preseason. Um, Shane, let's talk about the Packers. What did you see out of the Packers this preseason? Well, I mean, obviously the number one thing was losing Jordy Nelson to an ACL injury. Um, the, the thing that, I mean, the interesting thing is, they they've been having this ever since Nelson went down. It's been a battle for the who's going to win the number three receiver position. And you know, I, I get nobody really gives a fuck about that. But uh, it's probably going to. It's they just signed James Jones, who used to be with the Packers, um, and because they are, they're not confident in uh, the rookie out of Stanford, Ty Montgomery or Jeff Janis right now. So James Jones is going to move to that number three position. Uh, the rest of the offense is set. Um, same with the defense. Um, Jake Ryan, the uh, rookie. Linebacker from Michigan is supposedly looks great in camp, and undrafted um, safety Ladarius Gunner out of Miami is he also had a huge preseason according to the beat writers and the and the team, and those two those two were pretty much the um, the biggest surprises out of camp how how good they looked and you know it's the same Packers story you have Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the team is healthy other than the Nelson injury and you know it's same thing. Super Bowl or bust. Super Bowl or bust for this team. Hey Shane. Yes. Where are they playing, uh, Ryan? Uh, outside. Good call. Is yeah. Clay going back? Is Clay going back outside, or is he stuck in the middle? They. That's another thing that they. They just. They won't. They won't answer that question. They won't answer that question where they're going to use him. They just. You know, Capers gives his. Well, Capers doesn't really talk much because he. Which is a good thing, but. Be right to say that they're they're very the coaching staff's very quiet. They they just won't they won't answer that. They won't tell you. They're gonna move them around. My my best guess is they're just gonna continue to move them around. Mike, there's not there's not a is, specific spot for them. They're gonna move them around. Mike, what did you see coming out of the preseason? Uh, biggest impact was Jordy Nelson's injury, I believe, and. I mean, I've said it time and time again. I hate the Packers, but they're still a fucking favorite. Um, 
Also, where the fuck is Davion Clowney? Um, I I I seen that he hasn't fucking played since he's being coached by fucking Steve Spurrier. It seems like. Um, I see that they're talking about he's not gonna start, but he's gonna play uh, week one. Last I saw, and I'm just wondering, like, is this dude gonna be a bust? Like, is he really like not as good as we thought he was? Like, what the fuck is going on? I was actually. I think it's fair. I think it's fair to wonder that, Mike. I think it is fair to wonder that, and I hope yeah. not because that defense with him in there is scary good, but it's fair to wonder that at this point. Is he a guy that just can't stay on the field? Yeah, I mean, I think, I just think it's ridiculous. I really look forward to seeing him, and I thought this was going to be uh, time for him to you know, get some reps, you know, stay healthy, but get reps. You know, J.J. Watt is, you know, clearly the man over there, but shit, this guy was, I mean, he was one of the high, most highly touted draft picks in a minute. He's undisputed, you know, and we, we didn't see him at all. So that's something that like, I don't think a lot of people are really talking about. I think it's kind of being kept on a hush right now. But it's like, man, eventually something's going to have to give, and this dude's going to have to show us if he's a bust or not. That's something that I really picked up and noticed uh, and uh, appreciated. That's funny. I actually got some uh, I actually got some true insider information today from uh, – I have a buddy that works for the Houston Texans, and he oh. told me clowny has been practicing, and he said the dude looks unstoppable. And hmm. I think they take it. They take him slowly, rolling him along. You know, make sure the boy's knee is all all right. But uh, like I'm interested. Huh. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Clowney. I I think this dude is incredible, and I, I I really cannot wait to see him and Watt get out there together and just destroy people. Equine, hey, right, hurry, hurry up and blog that before ESPN steals it again. <laughs> They're gonna steal it and take credit for it. I'm waging war on Adam Schefter this football season too. Hey, what do you have for me for the preseason wrap up? How the Eagles look? Oh, I think we look good, but what about Tebow getting cut? That's a shocker to most. And trading Barkley too? And then we signed Stefan Morris from Miami? Like what the fuck? <laughs> that was are a you, shocker. Are you Shocked by the Tebow cut, or are you upset by it? Uh, well, I'm not too upset. I mean, he was a third stringer, so I can't really, like, you know what I mean, get all worked up about it. But I was just more so shocked that we traded Barkley and cut him and then signed Morris. Ace, Ace, you did not want Tebow. All the only thing he was going to be was a distraction. That's it. There was no well, way I'll say this. I'm glad I don't have to hear Skip Bayless go on and on and on about how he should start. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I took it care of right It was the right move to get rid of him. And they, I, from, you know, from what I think we've all seen, they're ready to roll with Sam Bradford. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I still don't have faith in it's, Sam Bradford. It's, it's right to be skeptical, but... The guy can play when he's on the field. But I'll say this. I'm confident enough where Marek Sanchez will be a capable backup. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. All right. And, you know, getting to the the meat and bones of the season, the NFL matchup of the week, what's the game that you're going to sit down and watch intently with some chicken wings and some beer? Ace. Well, everybody knows my team is the Eagles, so of course I'm going to watch Atlanta and Philadelphia on Monday night. But I'm really looking forward to Detroit and San Diego. I think that's going to be a good game. Shane, what about you? 
Well, there's a lot of good ones, and obviously I have a, somewhat of a bias because it's Packers-Bears. But um, I'm really interested in the Sunday night Dallas and the Giants game. I, I, I'm I telling you, this Giants team, this defense, their defense is bad, but they have 30-point-a-game potential with that offense. And I'm, I'm just ready to see it. I'm ready to see. I think the NFC East, actually besides Washington, is pretty wide open this year. I picked Philly, but I think it's going to be a real tight, classic NFC East tight race, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Mike, what about you? What game is the game for you? Uh, it's definitely Packers Bears because, you know, I'm a big Bears fan, obviously. And I don't know what the fuck that thing going to look like this year. Uh, if we get – we could pick four wins out of our ass this year. That'd be great. So it's just going to be, you know what I'm saying, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's the best dude in it right now, so it's going to be good to see him. Hopefully they don't fucking put up 50 points by the first half like they did last year. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm looking out for, Packers Bears, for sure, week one. Tom, what's the game for you? Um, I think the best one of the week could end up being uh, Seattle against St. Louis. Ooh. And, and by the way, uh, Getting a jump on uh, Shane's bet of the week. That's a 10 a.m. game for Seattle. That's a great point. And Seattle's a four and a half, four four and a half point favorite. So I think I I I, I like that angle right there. I, I I think there's some value on taking the points of St. Louis. Prentice, give me your game of the week. The game to watch. What is it? I mean, it's it's. I'm surprised it wasn't everybody's answer, but it's New England and Pittsburgh. And I mean, that's, that's what I was waiting for. Tom Brady is back, and y'all have given this man extra fucking motivation with this uh, Deflategate shit. They feel like they haven't won the Super Bowl. They've taken all this credit away from New England. This motherfucker going to come out and throw for 400 yards. I don't know who he's going to throw it to. Who's he going to throw it to? Well, the Steelers secondary is absolute trash. I don't know who he's throwing to, but you, you, this is the last. This is the last motherfucker that needs motivation. And you, dude, it doesn't matter who he throws to. The secondary in Pittsburgh is horrible. Good point. So I think that I think that's going to be a primetime game. I, I'm looking forward to that one. I'm looking really hey, you know, that, Brady always guys guy throw to, so I don't think that'll be an issue. Uh, but this is the problem. It never the has been going up on Friday. <laughs> this is the problem with the podcast going up on Friday. Goddamn it, Schwab! Shut up. That's good. You got if you got a problem with. Speaking of which, I just want to bring up one point. I want to bring up one point. What about in Seattle? Cam Counselor freaking holdout right now. What do you guys think of that? I said this on the first podcast, and I kind of figured that you know it would just work itself out, but it sounds like he is ready to just not play at all. For them, and if that's the case, that team's in trouble. I told you guys I believe in the Super Bowl hangover, and I, I don't like the way it's starting for them already. Yeah, he's a big key to that secondary, a big key. And you know what's bad? The, the thing I hate about sports is you get these franchises that lose and they lose, and then they get they hire somebody and they draft right. Here, here is a team that's drafting and they hit hitting it on the nail, and then you go out and win. And these guys become good, and you got to pay everybody, and everybody can't get paid. And it sucks because Taylor's one of the – he's one of the better safeties in football, and Seattle has paid their more important players. And 
they, they feel like they have Earl Thomas back there. Earl Thomas is the best safety in football, and you might have the second best guy in football next to him, but he has no leverage. Like one, he's he's losing a game check next week if he doesn't play. I think they said it was over three hundred three hundred so thousand. Yeah, of course he probably wants to make more than that, but it's he's losing a game check. So it's either get your ass to the field or you have to force a trade, do something. But he he needs to play, and they need him out there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at the Lions. I mean, you look at all these teams that draft well, man. The Lions couldn't afford to play Sue, Calvin, and Stafford. It just it sucks when you see teams draft so well and these guys become stars and there is absolutely nothing that you can do about it. P-Jack, what's, what's the game you're most looking forward to? The game I'm actually – like I said, I said the Steelers, the Steelers and, uh, and, and uh, the Patriots, but honestly the game I'm looking forward to is the Colts and Bills. I, I've seen the Colts preseason. Their offensive line looked like shit. And everybody has them, you know, Super Bowl bound, but that offensive line is, is bad. And I that's, don't a think, tough, that's a tough place to play, too, at Buffalo. At, at yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo, I think, is going to surprise people. Yeah, Buffalo has a top five defense. That's a top three defensive line. So, um, Andrew, I don't know what they're going to do, but they better figure it out. And we're gonna we're gonna get back to those games of the week and the actual game of the week, the Steelers or Patriots. But right now, uh, we're gonna do Shane's best bet. Shane, take it away. All right. Well, I started off zero and one now with my best bet on the Wisconsin Alabama under and lost by one point. But uh, we won't dwell on that. We'll just uh, we'll just forget about it and move on. My best bet of the week. I'm going to the NFL, and I'm going to New York, and the Jets are three point favorites over the Browns. And I think this line is wrong. I think they should be about six-point favorites. I am picking the Jets. Minus three is my best bet of the week. I'll tell you what, this Cleveland team is going to be bad. And this Jets defense is absolutely legit. They stop the run. If you're going to beat them, you better put it in the air. And they don't have that in in Cleveland. It's a horrendous receiving core. It's an awful uh, quarterback in Josh McCown. And, you know, I – I'm not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be anything great or he's even going to be good enough to get them to the playoffs or something like that, but he's at least serviceable. And I like what I like the Marshall pickup for them. And, you know, you go with Decker and Marshall and, uh, you know, Chris Ivory's the main running back now. I, I, got, I think the Jets are going to win this game by 10 at least. And I just uh, I think this line is off, and uh, then I'm going with that. I think that's a Any great fucking pick. I think that's. Really good. I might have to go ahead and uh, get some action myself, Shane. Good work. All right. Okay. Mike's really on board with that pick. Um, we're getting back to the Steelers-Patriots game. Now, we got an angry Tom Brady coming off of months and months and months of ESPN, blase, blase, talking about the plate gate. And we, we're definitely going to have an angry Bill Belichick looking to prove the point. But are the Steelers – really going to be in full – I mean, they're not going to roll over and die Steelers here. They're coming off a great season last year. Ben's coming off one of, the, one of his better seasons. And, you know, I was always, you know, being out there, I was would be that uh, devil's advocate saying that Ben isn't a great quarterback, great quarterback, he's a great playmaker. But are the Steelers going to give the Patriots a game, and who do you got winning? Of course they're going to give them a game. That's the reason this is game of the week. But, like, this – this is the prime time game. These two teams are Super Bowl contenders. Pittsburgh will, I think, will take the next step and be in a conversation. Um, 
I think New England will take the game. I mean, I, I hate to see the Steelers. I mean, isn't Le'Veon Bell suspended the first few games? I mean, first two he's out. First two he's out, so, you know, they're not going to have one of their better playmakers. Um, I think Brian is all that receiver. So, I mean, Pittsburgh is missing some of their – some of their more important guys, so um, I, I think New England will get them, but not. It's not it won't be none. It won't be a big margin. Does New England have anybody to stop Antonio Brown? Nobody does. Yeah, I agree. There's nobody that's going to stop Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's going to do whatever the fuck he wants on the field. So does that? So does that mean the Steelers give him a game? Because I mean, New England's. They when you have an have offensive same. that dynamic, I think, yes, they will always be in the game. But, like, the secondary is just too trash. I mean, we're not talking about the same defense for New England either. There's a lot of turnover on both sides of the defense. But, honestly, Pittsburgh's secondary is the worst in the NFL, I think. It's pretty bad, and I got a stat for you. The event, the Super Bowl champion in the opening game starting the following season is 38-8-1. And I just don't I, – I agree with – I think we kind of just brought it up that, you know, New England is just going to come out after all this shit in the summer with this deflate gate and now today's crap with the spy gate. I mean, we're, everybody is just sick of it and just ready for yeah, the game. Yeah, let's start. just put this behind us and let's watch football, man. I'm getting sick I, of it. I Pittsburgh is missing. I believe Pouncey is out. Le'Veon Bell is out for two games. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, they'll be able to hang for a while. I just don't think they'll have enough firepower to to come out and actually win the game. I mean, it's hard. You know, it's it's hard to count out a team with you know Roethlisberger and and oh, I forgot uh, Martavis Bryant's out as well. Pittsburgh right. is too Pittsburgh's just too banged up, and to 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 go to New England, the opening Thursday night game. And and win. I, I got New England probably something like thirty one twenty. The cover? Yes, they're seven point favorites, so I believe they win and cover. In Mike, what you got? Uh my thing is gonna come down to a field goal. Um Antonio Crown is fucking good. Like really, really fucking good, man. And I mean, he's coming off of two great seasons last year. I mean, he was just amazing. He's unreal. Uh, Big Bear had a really good year last year. And uh, like Ace said, their secondary is fucking terrible. But then again, it's the Patriots. I mean, we don't know who's going to shine for them. Obviously, you know, you got your you got your Gronk and, you know, uh, Edelman. I am I ain't really seen the injury report, so I don't know who's out. But uh, Antonio Brown is really fucking good. Like, there are some players in the NFL. You got guys like Julio Jones. Uh, a couple other guys that, like, you know, they just are playmakers and they fucking keep your team in the game. And so I think it's going to be close. I think it might come down to, like, a field goal. I got the Patriots winning by, like, three. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the wire. You do get angry and pissed off Bel- Belichick and Brady, but I just think uh, the Steelers are a really good team. Uh, they do got a fucking terrible secondary, though. I don't think it's as bad as the Bears, but shit. Um, yeah, I got New England winning by three. Uh, Brady Mike, is going, Mike, going up 1-0. Mike, I got a question for you. How many times a day do you think you say fuck? <laughs> uh, probably about 273. Last time I oh, kept count, that was, that was how many. More times than a game called Swab a Virgin. 
I'm taking the over on Mike Sam Puck at 473. Um, and with that, we're going to move on to Mikey's Minute of Fucking Mayhem. Take it away, Mike. Go All right, let's fucking, let's fucking go crazy. Okay, so uh, getting back on the college football wave, man, it was amazing seeing fucking football uh, on Saturdays, man, and then all the other days, too. So I polled, uh, well, not really polled, I just asked a couple of uh, people that listen to the podcast on Twitter, so I'm going to shout them out. Um, just some high takes from the first uh, week of college football. Uh, so I get ADO 10, uh, he's a Virginia Tech fan. Um, he said that he probably watched it for 70 or 90% of the game the first week. And he said it's scary that. Ohio State didn't play that bad and put up 42 points on his defensive team. He said uh, he's looking forward to the Michigan State matchup because they look good, too. And he also said that he called the Northwestern over Sanford game. And he said that uh, he didn't say who, but he said that Northwestern um, probably isn't done yet. They're probably going to get another big win this year. So that was interesting. So shout out to him. Um, I got Charles. Um, I asked Charles about uh, how take. He just said that uh, Ohio State's going undefeated. So I guess that means that they're going to be probably leaked. stole that from somebody. Probably. So, <laughs> so he got uh, we got China with uh being national champ. Another take on Ohio State. We got Wale uh, at I talked to Slick. He said Ohio State would have loved had Board not gotten injured. He said uh, the defending champ uh, looking shaky. He's a uh, he's a Virginia Tech fan also. Uh, I got my homeboy Andrew Helmer. He said, uh, <laughs> his hot take, so shout out to him. He said uh, that some top 10 teams, weren't, they won, but not in dominant fashion against inferior opposition like TCU, Auburn, Oregon, and even Sparty, kind of. Um, and the fact that TCU only put up 23 points on the road um, as the number two team in the nation, that is something to uh, check out. I always thought Minnesota had a pretty good defense. Shout out Jerry Kill. Uh, he also said Auburn letting you, uh, Louisville come back late to threaten. Uh, Oregon giving up 42 to an FCS team. Uh, Sparty only up 10 and, and the fourth at one time. I think that's a pretty good take. Um, I got one more. Um, this one, Billion Bust. He said that uh, TCU ain't as good as predicted as far as he's concerned. He also said Ohio State is legit as a Michigan fan. Um, and he was at the country and sleep on Big Ten teams. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit as an Ohio State fan and from the Midwest. Um, I think so, too. I think uh, people think that if the Big Ten don't get, like, fucking three or four top 25 teams, um, that the conference sucks, that it's top-heavy. Um, I'm not saying it's better than the SEC um, or as good as ACC or, or even the uh, Pac-12. But I do think that uh, the noise was, that was made with Minnesota fucking played a great game against TCU, definitely. Um, and Northwestern got the upset over Stanford, which I, I didn't think Stanford was that good anyway. But uh, it, was a, it was a good game. Uh, the fact that they do have the best team in the nation in Ohio State and a really fucking good team in Michigan State, um, that the big team isn't as bad as a conference. When we talked about who the best conference is last year, last, uh, last uh, couple times ago, and uh, I think he made a good point saying that, you know, Big Ten folks know how good the conference can be and that the rest of the nation kind of sleeping. So those are a couple of uh, high takes from the college football week one. Uh, I'll probably have some – try to get some from the NFL week one next week. Real quick, real, real quick, you 
real quick, you brought up uh, Jerry Kill from Michigan. How is he not dead yet? I feel like every Minnesota. Yeah, every year he like collapses on the field, and I'm just waiting for him to die. Yeah, so (laughs) he had like I want to say three seasons while coaching. While when I was going to NIU one season. And then the next thing you know, they wrote his ass a million dollar check in Minnesota, and he got a fucking clean bill of health after that. So I don't know, money talks shit. So well, you know, I, I mean, he's, he's, hey, is this going to well, be your recurring segment where you wonder if someone's dies. dead every week? I think this is the year Jerry Kill finally dies on the sideline. This is the year he finally croaks on the sideline. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Are we playing that, man? <laughs> we got the goal pool going. <laughs> All right. The first oh, one it was oh. Lloyd Carr. Now he's uh, predicting uh, Jerry Kill's death. And he's, he's trying to kill everybody. Uh, speaking of killing, uh, Mayweather is on his way to probably kill Andre Berto this week. What do you guys uh, think about the fight coming up Saturday? Man, it, it's just an easy fight for Floyd. Like Andre Berto is like a C-level fighter. I don't even. I I think Floyd just wants an easy fight for retirement. But I do think he's gonna come back and try to get that 50 and 0. I think he comes back in May, takes one more fight, maybe against Timothy Bradley. But I don't think this will be his final fight. I mean, do you? Is there like we saw the Pacquiao, whatever that was. Pacquiao match. I mean, that wasn't really a fight. It was early on. I say the first couple rounds, it was it was a good go. But does he really have anything to prove at this point? Or I mean, is there anybody? No, he doesn't. I just think having that fifty and zero and beating Rocky Marciano's record is the only thing he can do right now. That's it. Like he's beaten everybody. Like he's beat Cotto, Canelo. Marquez, like, there's nobody really out there unless he wants to fight somebody really young. And really, I think it would be stupid. Like, Bradley is, would be a decent opponent, but he would destroy Bradley too. I, I think there is no way in hell, and I would bet a lot of money against this, that this is Floyd Mayweather's last fight. There is no way that he won't fight again. I, I You know, Bradley's an interesting name that Ace brought up, sure, but I... I just can't see him going out on this fight. He knows that the general public thinks this is a joke and that they're they're struggling. That there's like 2,000 tickets left for this fight, and that's just unheard of for a Floyd Mayweather MGM Grand's going to buy out the rest of the tickets watched. Wow. Oh, absolutely they will. They absolutely, absolutely they will. That's why buying tickets to a Vegas fight is a scam to begin with. But there's, Floyd knows is not going to go out as this is his last fight. There's, yeah, I'm there's and I'm 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 I I have obviously zero inside information on in this. I think he's gonna fight Pacquiao again. And you know, regardless on who wants to see it or whatnot, but they will be able to sell to the general public that, you know, the first fight, Pacquiao did have the injury, which I'm very skeptical about, which I think a lot of people are. And, you know, give it some time. I think maybe next September these guys that those two fight again that they do this one more time, and I, I don't think we'll have a problem reselling it to the public. I do not. I'm with you, I'm with you on that one. I, I, I kind of think that uh, Mayweather scheduled Birdo for this one, thinking, okay, it's my last fight. I'm going to bill it as, you know, I'm going out on top here, and he figured it doesn't matter who I schedule this fight against. I'm going to be able to get a big payday out of it. And I think you're, you're exactly right where he'll come out of retirement. Well, Floyd was trying to set up a fight with Bertle for years. Like He tried to do it, but then Victor Ortiz kind of ruined plans for that. 
And I'm, you know, I don't know. I know a lot of people are not doing this, but uh, I'm, I don't care if I'm a sucker for this, whatever. I'm ordering a fight on Saturday. I have friends over, and I, I enjoy watching Floyd Mayweather fight. I, I really do. I get why the average fan, you know, is just not as excited by his fights, but I enjoy watching. If you're a fan of boxing, watching. you really appreciate the skill level of Floyd. I do. I, I appreciate Absolutely. the skill level Absolutely. that he has. And um, am I, you know, as excited for this fight as I have been with his last few and, you know, most of it? No, obviously. But, you know, still going to order it. And, um, you know, Ace are and you... uh, Jeff G. Marquis both said that the undercard is very good. And those two are, you know, probably as knowledgeable boxing fans that I know of, especially on Twitter. And But what you know, really I... irritates me is people trying to set up a fight with Floyd Mayweather and Triple G. Triple G is way bigger than Floyd. That's and and, and, then, and then that pisses me off, too, because the, 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 the public just don't understand this. Oh, Floyd's ducking GGG. You just don't understand what would have to go into making that fight. It's near impossible for Floyd to do. There's absolutely no reason why he should ever agree to that fight. None. Shane, are you ordering the fight because you got a lot of money left over from those Colorado tickets? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm I'm ordering it, and you know, hopefully, whatever college bets I make during the day will end up paying for it, and then some. Because it is, it's seventy five bucks, which is which is I think that's the biggest mistake. I mean, you know, LRB, Leonard LRB is a piece of shit. They were but, talking about putting it on CBS. I thought that would have been a good thing because, hey, why not? Primetime boxing on fucking CBS. Agreed, but it's still Floyd Mayweather, and, you know, it's it's going to be pay, It's got to be pay-per-view. Floyd Mayweather. I mean, that's all, that name all itself. About itself. All about the dollar. That's all this shit is fucking about, man. It's going to be a terrible fucking fight. But I just want to say, like, say Floyd does retire. Um, where do you rank him all time? Shane and Mike, because you guys know, and fucking Schwab, you don't know shit. You fucking watch five boxing matches a year and think you're outbursting. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? Hold on. To, to Ace's point, Schwab, I hate when there's a fucking fight on, and then you get on Twitter, pretend like you're some kind of expert, and you say, and you start tweeting your 10-9 uh, whoever at the end of the round with your stupid fucking hashtags. Give it a rest. We're watching the fight. We know how to score a fight. And we're following other people's, you know, other people's scorecards, not yours. We don't care about it. I stop doing it. I can't You're wait. Out? I can't wait until Schwab has you all cornered with a fucking assault rifle, and he spares my life. I'm just gonna look. I'm gonna look at all of you dead bodies and say, you should have fucking apologized to that guy. No, this is great. Uh, this is great material. You know, controversy Ace, creates cash, right? The Ace's question. I, I have. Um, some were, some, I mean, in the top ten for sure. Yeah, I, I really think it has to be down, I, I, I mean, that's no question, but an actual number, I, I'd have to really sit down and think about that. I, I'd probably yeah, have to. I really think if you look at it, it's going to be five years after he retires. You really look at his uh, legacy, and you kind of get an idea. Like, I don't think when he retires right away, you really have an idea how great the year was. Like, it's more I, so I, five years after. Give me, give me your top five right now. Off the top of my head, Sugar Ray Robinson's number one easily, I think, without a doubt. Um, Roberto Duran, Muhammad Ali, Purnell Whitaker, uh, Henry Armstrong. Ace, what are you saying? What about you? 
Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I, like I said, I, I'd really have to. That's that's a hard question to answer just off the top of my head, unless you're like a real diehard like Aces. Um, I, I can't argue with any of that. But I, you know, I really the the turning point for me for how when I realized how great Mayweather was is when he made a complete fool out of my favorite fighter, Canelo Alvarez, who Alvarez is, you know one of the best fighters there is right now and his power. Yeah, but look at it this way. Canelo and Cotto is probably going to be the biggest fight of the year other than Floyd and Pacquiao. And fucking yeah. Floyd destroyed both of them. Yeah, he, yeah. Made, he, made a fool, he made a fool out of Canelo. Canelo was a power oh. puncher and he couldn't even lay a finger on Mayweather. And that's when I sat back after that fight, after I lost money on that fight and I was drunk and I was high and I was just like, I realized at that point, like, this guy is, we're, we're witnessing, you know, once every 20, 30 years type guy. Don't take too much away from Camelo, though, because he earned oh, our respect. I mean, it's he more, it's more about Mayweather. It's that yeah, that guy was more about Floyd than it was about Canelo. Yeah, I'll tell you, but, man, that's, that's when I really, really started paying attention to dude. Like, I, I'm a pretty – I think I see myself a little more than casual um, boxing fan, and I was on Canelo because, I mean, he's fucking undefeated, but – like you said, I mean, I wouldn't say he made him look like a fool because Floyd did that shit to everybody, you know? And Canelo, he's fucking good, and he's fucking young. And I think that he's going to be the leader of this new generation of boxing. I really, really think, man, Canelo, that's, that's going to be a fight that he wish he can get back, you know, five, ten years down the line. Well, so, Mike, 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 to your point, after Canelo, and I, I know Ace agrees with me, after Canelo beats Cotto in November, this coming May, I believe it's, it's either going to be May or September, but I believe, I believe it's going to be May, look for Canelo against GGG in yeah. Jerry's World, at Jerry's World in Dallas. That would be a problem. Good call. Good call. I look forward to that. That'll be the... That'll the thing I respect where... about Canelo, though, I would, let me say this. Canelo does not deck a challenge. Like, you have all these I bosses know. playing no. politics. Canelo will fight whoever you put in front of him. And I respect Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. No, and Canelo and uh, Triple G will be one of those fights where everyone on Twitter will complain about Mayweather being slow, but then you tell them, hey, this fight's going to be great, this fight's going to be a lot of punching, and they'll want to watch. I, I disagree with that. It, I, I think that that's no. I completely disagree with that. Canelo Alvarez, you know, he just he obviously destroyed Kirkland, and if you know that Cotto Canelo fight is going to do huge numbers. Yeah, and what the fuck are you and, talking about, Schwab? I mean, your, your average knucklehead on Twitter. That was a really that was a really stupid. You're one of those average knuckleheads. All right, all right, all right. Uh, before we sign off here, Ace is going to recap uh, UFC 191 with the MMA minute. Ace, take it away. Man, I just want to say this. I truly believe Demetrius Johnson is the best fighter on the planet. When you see that guy fights, he shuts down his opponent. Like, he does not have a single weakness in the fucking cage. He's, like, grappling wrestling, striking, the guy does it all. And he implements his game plan perfectly. He is pound for pound the best fighter in the world. And that's all I'm going to say about UFC 191. All right, and that's it for Episode 3 of the Good Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, good if it goes, underscore at the end. That's why I would say I lost the original uh, Twitter handle. So, Schwab, you can eat a dick for that. 
but <laughs> follow us. Uh, the I watched the password. Friday. I'm just no, I just told you to eat a dick. Just cause. Um, <laughs> follow everybody on Twitter. Uh, we'll see you Friday. Have a good weekend. It's a good podcast. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Yo, fellas, I'm really, I, I'm really excited to hear this one. I think that was some of our best work yet. I think everybody. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I, I, I really, really think that was some of our best work yet. Everybody brought something strong to the table, and it, I, I'm like I said, I'm, I can't wait to hear this one. That was, that was, some, that was pretty good. You guys, I, I was thinking last week after listening to it about changing the format a little bit because we're not, we're all fans, so we're not experts in anything. None of us play in the NFL. You know, we're not writers. I think we should be more focused on, like, not turning it into a sideshow or something that's, like, stupid, but we need to have more fun or something more unique instead of just talking about sports because we're all fans. Like, you can get a fan opinion anywhere. Exactly. I think this is, uh, I mean, going back to, uh, you know, the Barstool stuff, I mean, they're just regular guys. People follow them because they're entertaining. You know, we need to yeah. learn personalities. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think everyone. I think we of, have very good personalities on the show. Like all right, like, you know, different personalities. You and Shane, the crazy drunk there. Canadian, the crazy gambler. You got Mikey. <laughs> you got the Virgin. You got and the I'm, washed up DV, and then you got the washed up defensive lineman. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm not washed up. Wait, what's my what's my gimmick again? You're the washed up defensive lineman. And I'm the washed up DV. Nah, I, I, nah, this is Mikey. What's my, what's my gimmick? I don't even know, man. Fuck. The nigga yeah, that the, says fuck all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's no, the No, I, I mean, I think, no, I, everybody, everybody brings something different. That's what I, that's what I think is going to make a, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, not, it's not, it's not bringing something different. We're not professionals in the aspect that we know. We're just fans. So, yeah, we're not pretending I, I, to be, you know what I mean? No, that, that, that's not that's not going to make an interesting podcast, I don't think. I think we should be more, like, one of the segments that I was thinking would be, like, ah, I fucking lost it. We're trying to pitch something where Schwab is, like, hooking the lady up with Schwab. We're not Howard Stern. Hey man, I offered I think, to buy him a hooker many times. Or incorporating some type of stump to swap with like women questions where he could get a girl or some shit. It's gotta be something that <laughs> is more funny or fun than us just being sports, 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 sports. Because who the fuck is gonna listen to a bunch of people that haven't been in the NFL or Major League Baseball or any of that shit? I agree, but let's you know, this also is was only our third court. I mean, we're trying to get yeah. this thing off the ground. Yeah, you know, that's I, what I, and I think that that's is where everyone saying. brings something. I think that's where I'm everyone brings something right. different to it. You know, Ace and Shane, you know, the big personalities there, or how you know me and Prentice can it gives it you know a little bit more credibility in terms of the sports, where you know we can sit here and, and break down offensive line play. <laughs> no, Schwab, Did no, you to, say you're giving to, to put. Schwab does bring something to the table where he, you know, he's okay with being the punching bag. And yeah. you know, people I, like I, to hear 
And I, the and podcast I, I, wouldn't I, be the same without Schwab. I'll say that. I, 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 well, I, I, I on Twitter. That's, that's the greatest shit about the podcast. That he's the punching bag. He gets called the name, but he just he doesn't react and he continues to give his his opinion. Right. He's still our boy, you know what I mean? Like, well, listen, hey, we, we killed him every minute every week, but every week he come back strong with that motherfucker and he on his shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, we no, could, I, I, and like you said, we could, we could, we could single him out and like do a swap moment. I mean, I don't want to embarrass the guy. I mean, you got, well, you no, yeah, I do. But what I'm saying, what I'm yeah, saying, I do. Having more control and not like everything be so sports, 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 sports. And it's got to be like, well, then why don't, why don't we, why don't we start looking for topics during the week as far as like, like, like to Schwab's point, those barstool guys, what they like to do is they'll find, you know, they'll go, they'll go sports and then they'll go like one, like miscellaneous topic as like, um, Did you say miscellaneous. No, it's yeah, the other way around where it's a bunch of Justin Bieber stuff and then it's like a exactly. sports like, topic yeah, and they call it sports. I've got to check out this Barstool thing because I haven't seen it myself, so I want to see those, well, guys, those listen, Barstool listen, guys listen, don't know listen. more than those, I, I'm telling you guys this right now. I know every single one of you for years and I know what your sports knowledge is. Those fucking Barstool guys do not know more than we all do. And our, and our, that's and our the best thing. They, they have their guys those guys are making bank. Those guys are making serious money. They're, they're entertaining in a in a capacity that isn't sports related. Like right. Barstool is like bullshit. It's just we talk about sports for one percent of this, but everything else is funny, funny, funny. And I'm not saying yeah. we got to do that, but I want to check. I want to get to the point where we start incorporating funny skits or funny shit onto the podcast. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. All right. I mean, we don't need an we'll answer tonight. This is stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying we're not saying. Uh, dude, this is this is all working progress right now. Oh yeah, I, we can't go too far with it and exactly copy their stuff because you know they're better at it than we are. Bullshit! This is a copycat world, dude. You take what yeah. they do and we just make it our own and it sells. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is, pretty much. It's a copycat right. world. Look at Twitter, dude. It's it's how many people how many people on Twitter do you see? Like I'll, I I know I, I notice this every day. You'll see, like, like for instance, that Braxton Miller spin video last night. The first person that posted, how many people take that video as their own, and they tweet it, yeah. so they can get the retweets. You know what I'm saying? And nobody gives a shit. And, uh, you know, we we yeah, like, like, like Arnold knows that more than anybody. Yeah, yeah like Juan did it last night based on the topic that was going on the fucking timeline about Juan takes it and fucking makes it relevant to that topic. And that shit was funny as fuck. And I had seen the spin live and a hundred other fucking times. And a hundred other fucking jokes. So I mean, hey, what do you think about, uh, what do you think so about it's, it's just something to think about for the future. Like I think, I think you guys said it. This was our best podcast. We got to get I the do. views up. So listen, listen. We got to get the views up or the listens up on SoundCloud. I'm still looking for something. The the Google Plus shit didn't work. I, I might have to look into something else. Um. But just be looking out for other shit to do or incorporate in your segment. Uh, and next Tuesday we should be same time. I just got, I had to travel. I got to travel for work tomorrow, so uh, I didn't know if I was going to do it tomorrow or today. But I got a chance to do it today, so um, I have it up Friday. I should have it up Friday, um, and that's all I got. I got to I got to get going. All right, perfect. Good stuff, guys. All right, man. Sounds good. Yeah. Good shit, y'all, man. Next time.
Had to All, right, All right, later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.